You're listening to the Direction for Life podcast. We pray this episode blesses you. We'd love to connect with you. Visit us at rdci.info or on Facebook at Right Direction Church International. Also, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at the RDCI. We hope you enjoy this broadcast. Most of the stuff people debating about, but I was telling, my daughter was asking me something. She said, what? What's the, oh, I remember. One time, this, when she first got to New York, she, she, had, she had dated somebody on any home, but he came out, I ain't going to mention the denomination, but came out of a very traditional denomination. And you know, she wasn't raised with all that stuff. And he had a problem with earrings, and, and he telling her stuff. And so she wasn't raised with all She said, well, what's the problem? And so I went and explained to her, and I showed her scriptures that they try to use. And she said, oh, Dad, please. See, I just don't think God is that petty. Man, that thing blessed me. Some of this stuff people are arguing about and debating about, I don't think God is that petty. Now, you can get caught up in people's pettiness if you want, or you can move on and to the deeper things. So you let them argue and debate about all kinds of stuff that really God is not even thinking about. Just recognize everything. There's no variableness with God. There's no inconsistency with God. He's a faithful God. There's no shadow of turning. Secondly, don't put your things before God. Now, those aren't the same things. You can remember God gave it to you, but now we start putting things before God. You ask God for the car. You recognize he gave God, God gave you the car. But now you can't come to church because Sunday is the only day you can wash your car. God gave me the car, but, you know, he want me to keep it clean. And, you know, Sunday is the only day I got to wash my car. You'd be surprised the stuff that people use why they aren't faithful to God, why they aren't faithful to church. So don't start putting things before God. Now, listen, I'm very serious here. You believe God for children, but now you can't come to church because you have children? No, I got to stay there for a moment. You believe God for the child. God gives you the child, but now you can't come to church because you have a child. We start off, we, we, we took our children everywhere. We took our children everywhere. And we, we can call. Y'all having children's church tonight? Children's church was sit here and shut up. That's children's church. No iPad. You hope they had a lifesaver. Y'all don't even know what a lifesaver is. Can I have another one? You 12 years old, and that lifesaver would like a pacifier in your mouth. <laughs> Kept you satisfied while you was in church. Now y'all can't serve, you can't come anywhere. I mean, my, my children tell you, we went, we went to staff, our staff meeting because we, we was in a church that didn't have full-time staff, so the staff all had jobs, and our staff meetings were at night. And we took our children to Monday night staff meeting with blankets. I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not telling y'all y'all have to do that. But what I'm telling you is we, because of the call of God in our life and because we were serving ministry, we didn't make excuses. We did what we had to do. And, I mean, y'all get children now and act like y'all can't do anything, can't go anywhere. Make it work. work make it work. You ask God for these children. And then you can't have children, ask God for children, get to them just complain about your children. Those are your children. The Bible says that, and some, that's why some things is in the Word, we got to confess it, right? 
The Bible says children are a blessing from the Lord. When you're mad, look at them and say, you are a blessing from the Lord. Get a report card. You are a blessing from the Lord. You got to remember that. You got you, 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 you to remember that. Because, oh, this is so cute. Oh, this is so cute. You go to change the diaper. Oh, some of y'all don't know what a... They call it a blowout. We can't talk in church. What just blew out? And now blew all over you. And you got to say, children are a blessing from the Lord. So you can't ask God for things and now put the things before God. Luke 12, 15, a man's life does not consist in the abundance of things that my life is still Jesus. It's in him we live, we move, we have our being. It's not about the abundance of my things. Back to 2 Chronicles uh, 26 and verse 5, Pastor Master preached on Friday, Thursday night about Uzziah, King Uzziah. Look, look what it says. He sought God in the days of Zechariah. One of the translations referred during the times of his pastor. Zechariah was his pastor. He said he sought God during the days of Zechariah who had understanding in the visions of God and as long as he sought the Lord, God made him prosper. As long as he put God first, God made him prosper. Some of you got to recognize you are prospering because you're putting God first. You are prospering because you're seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Now the devil can, can get you to the can, can try to convince you, you're at the point now, you don't need to do that anymore. Can, but let me tell you, what it took to get you here is going to take to keep you here and take you further. You got to learn to maintain what you obtained. As long as he sought the Lord, long as he put thing, kept God first and kept his stuff in perspective, God blessed him and prospered him. Number three, you got to be willing to share the good thing. Look, your neighbor says, you got to share. One of the first things y'all know we got to teach children is what? Share. Share, we have, you know, we, we, have, we have several grandchildren, especially toddlers around the same age. Boy, when they get together, the first thing we have to do is teach them to share. Okay? And e e even, if, even if they got the same thing, they know which one is theirs. That's mine. That's mine. We got to share. Let him hold yours. You can hold his. Okay? You teach children to share. Can I tell you, the more mature you are in God, the more you should share. The more spiritually mature you are, the less selfish you should be with everything. Selfishness is a sign of immaturity. 1 Timothy 6, 17 and 18. Command those who are rich in this present age. King James says in this world, meaning that he's not talking about when you get to heaven. He said not to be haughty. That means high-minded, conceited. Nor tell them also, command them, don't you trust in your riches. Don't put your riches before God, your stuff before God. But rather in the living God who gives us richly all things to what? To enjoy. He said, let these people who God has blessed, tell these people who have riches to, verse 18, to do good, to be rich in good works, to be ready to give and willing to share. 
So the more God has blessed you, the more you should be sharing. The more God has blessed you, the more you ought to be giving. And can I tell you, statistically, that's not how it works. Statistically, the more somebody's income is, the less percentage that they give. Average folks who don't understand these principles and, know, and, and understand the principle of giving and receiving and tithing, I'll never forget. And, and uh, uh, we, we still have this account set up today through Morgan Stanley. We had just started our church back and we had set up this account for the church through Morgan Stanley. And the gentleman who was, he was probably well in the 60s then, I'm sure he's retired now, I believe that. The man is still alive. Y'all know I got a way of saying people probably be able to tell me, stop putting these people in the grave. You don't know if they're dead. They probably, died. I don't know that they died. Okay? So, but he's, he, so he's much older than that. I'll never forget. He says, he says, uh, the interest, he said, my, my interest in dividends on my accounts a year is about $100,000. My interest, my dividends. And I'm definitely, he says, he says, and I give $1,000 to my church every month. I said, no. I started doing some calculating. But he thought he was doing something big. On one hand, he's talking about he get $100,000 a year from interest and dividends. But he gives only $1,000 a month to his church. And based upon how God has blessed him, that is nothing a very small percentage. So can I tell you this here? As much, even as much as we talk about tithe, oh, I'm going to, some of y'all, God been too good to you to just tithe. Y'all didn't like that. This, this section, I think this section said amen. Let me try this if I can see if I can get them to say amen. Some of you here, God's been too good to you to just tithe. Some of y'all need to, God's been good to you, too good to you to only tithe. Okay, I got, we got two more left. Over here. God has been too good to y'all to just die. Yeah. Oh, well, that's where the rich folks are over here. Yeah. I mean, we, we st you still, you still diamond God? Well, let me see here. I, I told you when we, I had to teach our church when we, because in the early days I saw everything. I saw the envelopes and I don't see all that anymore. But I, but I had to teach our church. I see those tithe envelopes. It would say fifty-two ninety-eight. 1584. 952. And I had to teach people, come on, y'all. Just round it up. It's all right. The envelope ain't gonna stop burning or something if you round it up. If it's over the tithe, it's an offering. Amen. So what I'm really saying, y'all, the more the greater God's been to you, the greater your offering should be. And we're not just limited to the tithe. So he said, charge them who are rich that they give more, that they share more. So you should expect good things to happen in your life and good things to show up in your life. Uh, Nehemiah 9.25. God, Nehemiah says here 9.25, he said, and they took strong cities and fat land and possessed houses full of all goods. They had houses full of all goods. They had wells dig, and vineyards, and olive yards, and fruit trees in abundance. So they did eat and were filled 
and became fat and delighted themselves in thy great goodness. God wants you to be able to delight yourself in his goodness. I mean, th that sounds like some good stuff to me. They had, they had houses, not even just one house, and the house that full of all good things, they got their place that God blessed them like he blessed us, that we just don't have to go to a goodwill. Some, you know, some, some of y'all, uh, I, I, I told you, uh, I was telling another pastor who came around here, uh, I, years ago, I used to go around, I, when those Jordans came out, I just thought that was the devil. Jordans? Are you serious? Okay, because I grew up with Converse, the star on the side. If your sneakers slip and slide, go get the one with the star on the side. Converse, Converse, you will find those are the ones with star on the side. That's what we used to say when I was a kid. And then, we, then they came up with these pro kids. It was competition. Okay? And then we, we used to see, when I went to school, I went to school with these white kids, y'all, and they had some Pumas on. Now, we couldn't afford no Pumas. I know, see, I know, okay? Pumas, I mean, they had suede on them. I mean, that was, that was like weird. And so uh, when they came out with Jordans, I don't, how much was Jordan when they first came out? $70, $100? I said, this is the devil. My kids told me, can I have some Jordans? What? <laughs> Heaven no. <laughs> so I had a limit, y'all, of $30, 30 35 for, for sneakers. That's all I was buying, spending. And then, then I started being nice. Because I figured, Chan's the oldest, I'll do 40 for you. <laughs> do 35 for, for Tyler and $30 for Daniel. And I used to ride all around the city, y'all, looking for $35 sneakers. Because you ain't getting no Jordans. You want Jordan, read the scriptures. Jordan's in the Bible. Jordan River, okay? And Pastor Greg Poe, who's since gone and beat the Lord, for real. <laughs> Pastor Greg Poe, he came and did a three-day meeting with us. We were down on River Drive. And, uh, and so, I, you know, I, I was with him during the day, and uh, we went, I, at that time, we went over to Columbia Mall when there was some stuff in Columbia Mall. <laughs> Back in the day. We walked on Columbia Mall, and... Uh, and we came, and some new Jordans had just dropped, just come out. And his son said, oh, dad, these new Jordans. And his son, he said, he said, those are new ones? He said, yeah. He said, you like me? He said, yeah. He said, get a pair for you and for your brothers. <laughs> what kind of man is this? <laughs> I, you just buy your kids Jordans like that? They didn't, they didn't earn it? You didn't have to work for it? And really, it changed my mind. And I told him, I said, you know, I said, my kids been wanting some joy. And I said, Dad, he said, man, he said, God, he said, God bless you so you can be a blessing to your children. And he told me, he said, Lord, so I'll increase you more and more. You and your children. I said, that's in the Bible. I knew about the Lord increasing me. But these children, they'll increase them when they become an increaser. So I had to get a revelation, y'all. I had, I, had to get, I had to get a revelation that it was all right for us to have good things and my children to have good things. Those who be able to bless your children with good things, don't, don't apologize. That's the blessing of the Lord. 
But nobody did that for me. Don't you wish somebody did? Come on, say it's all right for me to have good things. God wants to bring to pass every good thing he promised in your life. Joshua 21, drop down to verse 45. For the sake of time. They failed not ought. <laughs> that means they did not one thing. They, they failed not ought. I should have used the King James Version. It wouldn't sound like that. New King James. They failed not ought of any good thing. Not one good thing which the Lord has spoken unto the house of Israel. All came to pass. Come on. If you believe that every promise that God made in his word for your life is going to come to pass, give him a praise for it right now. It's going it's to come to pass. It's going to come to pass. It's going to come to pass. Didn't fail one thing that God spoken that did not come to pass. So first of all, you got to know what God promised so you can believe it's going to come to pass. Somebody say it's going to come to pass. God told Jeremiah, tell the people, Jeremiah 33 and 14, he says, the days come, saith the Lord, I will perform that good thing which I have promised. God will perform the good thing that he promised. I know it seems like it's delayed, but you got to stand on God's word that he will perform the good thing that he promised. He's not a man that he should lie. He's not the son of man that he, he should repent. If he said it, he's going to perform it. If he spoke it, I now got a whole new meaning. He's going to make it good. So we should rejoice and be grateful for every good thing that God gives us. That's what Deuteronomy 26, 11, it says, rejoice in every good thing which the Lord has given you. Rejoice in every good thing that don't ever take it for granted. Rejoice in every good thing that the Lord has given you. You know, so, so, sometimes I go to, and, and I, I remember what, what, that, what that was like. I may go to one of my spiritual son's church who may have a small church. They, they've only been started a few years, and they want to they bring me in, and they want to show me uh, these 50 new chairs that they bought. Okay, now where, where, where I'm at, I'm a long way from that. But they're rejoicing in the good thing that God did for them. And I rejoice with them. And I remind them, man, I remember we had a chair program and I had to believe God for chairs just like this. Man, I rejoice with you. The Bible said rejoice also with those that rejoice. And though you are beyond that now, rejoice with those who are where you used to be. Rejoice in every good thing. Now, the other thing I want to tell you in this message is don't mess up your good thing. God can be doing, I'm serious about it. You can be on a good track. God can be doing good things in your life. You can have a good trajectory going. You, you are on your way up. Things are getting brighter. Things are getting better. And you can mess it up. I need you to listen to me clearly because there's some teaching today that is almost telling people it doesn't matter what you do you won't mess up what God has planned for you. And it's not, that's not scriptural. You can mess up what God has planned for you. The Bible says the reason why God sent the flood, it said it repented God that he made man. God regretted making man. But Noah found favor. Hallelujah. 
So you can mess up what God has planned for you. Well, don't matter. You know, I'm under grace now. It don't matter what do I do. The grace going to cover. Oh, oh you're just going to be a grace abuser? Okay? That's, that's like saying, because my mama can't beat me, I can cuss her out. She can't beat me. I'm bigger than her. He may not beat you, but she probably still can kill you. <laughs> they, got this little, they got this prank going around on social media. And they, they must, they seem like the, the guy where he talked, they must be from New Jersey. And so he's, the, the father's sitting there doing something, and his son is sitting there who looked like he may be grown, but maybe like 20 or something like that. And he's sitting, he got his, he got his feet up on the table. It's a prank they're playing on the father. And, he, and his boy says to, mother says, take your feet off the table. He says, Ma, shut up. And all of a sudden the father, he says, what did you say to your mama? He says, she's so annoying. You don't talk. Go upstairs, get your bag, and get the blank out of my house. He said, they say it's a prank, it's a prank. He said, don't play with me like that. I was about to kill him. <laughs> and they were white, y'all. <laughs> There's certain things you do just because you respect God. Not about what I can get away with. It's because he's been too good to me to disrespect him like that and disregard him like that and walk all over everything that he taught me. Look to me and say, don't mess up your good thing. Okay? Now, now we all know this scripture. Proverbs 18, 22, even though some of you women need to be reminded of it. He who findeth a wife, findeth a good thing. I know y'all looking for a man, but the Bible says, he who findeth a wife, findeth, I know you're going to the club to try to get a man, but the Bible says, he that findeth a wife. I know you're trying to get some new, new weave, some Peruvian weave, okay, so you can go find a man, but the Bible says, he who finds a wife, finds a good thing and obtains a favor from the Lord. Now, we all are recognized, and all men will recognize, that God can give you a wife. You can have a good thing and mess it up. Am I right? So God can give you a good thing, and you can mess it up. You can destroy your marriage by doing something stupid. You can destroy your relationship with your children, even though the Bible says children are a blessing from the Lord. And the crown of old men is to have grandchildren. You can do something so stupid that your children never want to have anything to do with you. And, and, and that you estrange the relationship. And it was a good thing, but you messed it up. Come on, say it again. Say, don't mess up your good thing. Let me show you this further. 1 Samuel 13. The people wanted the king. And God said, all right, I got one for you. He presents Saul to him. Everybody said about Saul. And he has Samuel to anoint Saul to be the first king. So he had God's anointing. He was God's chosen one. 1 Samuel 13, 
verse 13, and Samuel said to Saul, this was after Saul just messing up, being disobedient, disrespecting God, not obeying God's commandments, not fulfilling the requirements that God gave to him. And Samuel said to Saul, you have done foolishly. Boy, you act like a fool. You have not kept the commandment of the Lord your God, which he commanded you. Look at the next part. For now the Lord would have established your kingdom over Israel forever. God would have let you stay on the throne and your descendants stay on the throne forever. Verse 14 starts with the word what? But. What does but mean? Never mind. Forget that. This is what God would have done, but you messed it up. But now your kingdom shall not continue. God wanted your kingdom to continue. God wanted that blessing to remain on your family. God wanted y'all to continue to prosper and go, from, go, go to higher and higher and higher heights, but you messed it up. Now your kingdom will, shall not continue. And the Lord has sought himself a man after his own heart. You are about to be replaced. And the Lord has commanded him, the person who, he's, who he has chosen, who didn't even know he was the next in line to be chosen, which, which was David, God commanded him to be captain over his people because you have not kept the commandment of the Lord. Look, somebody say, don't mess it up, don't mess it up. I want to encourage y'all, that's how I'm going to close this message today. Don't mess it up. The good things that God's doing in your life, the trajectory that he's putting on your life. And, and, and know, know, what I, know what I see, know what I've watched happen over the years? And listen to me, parents. You're not bringing your children to church just because your children need God. You need God. Pastor Chandler is going over the Bible way to preach over there this morning. But he can tell you, if Pastor Dwayne here as youth pastor could tell you, we've watched people over the years, they bring their children to our youth ministry because they think their youth need to be in church. And as soon as the kids go off to college, they're gone. The parents are gone. Because they were here because they thought their kids needed the Lord. Y'all need the Lord. Southern, you all. Y'all need, we all need the Lord. And so what happens is, now, they don't live lives consistent with what we taught them in youth ministry, in children's ministry. And now you expect your children automatically are going to be on the right track. Can I tell you? Y'all heard my testimony, the family I came out, and I don't mean any harm, but I'm the exception. Y'all know this is not how it usually happens, okay? Y'all heard uh, my family, uh, you know, drugs and everybody having ba making babies and having babies as teenagers and nobody finished in high school and I'm the one who did out of five kids. That was the exception. The exception was God had his hands on my life and I recognized it real early, my God. And sometimes I go back and thinking about it. When I got ready to go off, my spiritual mother, mother, baby, she would remind me there's a calling on your life. There's a call. When I didn't understand, there's a calling on my life. When I got ready to hang around with different people, she said to me, there's a calling. I said, doggone, I wish there wasn't a calling on my life. But she made me conscious 
There's a calling on my life. She told me when I was a teenager, I, I, some of it was a little overbearing. You know, all the kids, we riding in church van, and we just cutting up, and we laughing. And then, and she would tell me, you're up there laughing with the rest of those kids, huh? There's a calling on your life. I'm like, kids laugh. And you know what she would tell me? She would tell me, see, you can't laugh with them and then get up and preach and think they're going to listen to you. She was trying to teach me how to be sanctified. Not just in clothing, but telling me you can't do what everybody does and expect them to hear you and respect you. Okay? If she was here today, she said, you can't be showing all your behind on Facebook and on Instagram and then trying to lead us in worship. Oh, let, let me tell you also, I've been waiting for Pastor Mark to tell you, we talked about the home machine. I ain't heard it say nothing publicly. All you Christian women, stop showing your behinds. Stop that. Where y'all get that from? Where you get that from? Who told you that was okay for Christian women to be doing that? And got titles, ministers, and evangelists. Stop it. What is wrong with y'all? ever start doing that because nobody told y'all I'm the one it has fallen my life tell y'all stop showing you behind there's a calling on your life you've been calling to represent Jesus not your behind now you can tell him Pastor Marshall Sometimes sister, I said, I, I said, she said, I ain't got nothing to say. I ain't got nothing to say. No, say something. And the rest of you women, stop liking it. Y'all need to understand how this works. The more likes people get on their phone, oh, this is, let, let me put more like this. Stop putting hearts on everything. We need... <laughs> We need, a, we need a new emoji for the blood of Jesus. <laughs> Certain photos we need to see, we need to see the blood. We need the blood emoji. Is that, somebody come up with a blood emoji. Oh, Jesus. So, as a result of that, I mean, Mother Betty, she, she calls me and said, there's a call of God in your life. So it made me conscious it made me conscious that no matter what other people are doing, God has a plan for my life. And don't mess up the call. Don't mess up the call. Okay? She was so concerned when I met Pastor Marcia. Pastor Marcia was going to mess up the call on my life. Pastor Marcia had to prove herself. I said, no. I said, honey, I said, on birth, I brought her to church one time and she, she received the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Okay. I said, no, no and, and I mean, immediately, Marcia became, you know, she, she started become, pursuing to become the woman she is now. And she started, went hard after God. I said, no. I said, brother, she really loved the Lord. I mean, she's in the scriptures. She's really in, she's into the words. She's, mm hmm she into you. So Pastor Marcia had to prove she was worthy of me. And she proved it. Give Pastor Marcia a hand. <laughs> Woo. 
I gotta have to talk about that one when I go home. <laughs> Baby, I was just playing. I'm just playing, just, just to get reaction from the crowd, just so they can laugh. Comic relief. I wasn't serious. Look, somebody said, don't mess it up. If you love our podcast and the impartation you gain from it, we encourage you to become an iChurch member. As an iChurch member, you'll get access to exclusive digital content, as well as an online community and various small group sessions. To find out more, visit rdci.info forward slash iChurch. Connect with us for digital impartation weekly. Join Bishop Herbert and Dr. Marsha Bailey on Clubhouse for marriage, faith, and family inside Kingdom Business Network on Tuesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash rdcitv. We stream live services on Sundays at 7.30 a.m. and 9.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, as well as Wednesday at 12 noon and 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Ladies, join us for Manifest on Fridays at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time.